This is a GRDC podcast. Random surveys made possible by GRDC investment and conducted in Australia during the 2020 harvest revealed that herbicide-resistant weed species are common. However, the incidence of resistance varies significantly for different weed species and herbicides across cropping regions, both within a cropping zone and across Australia. Hello, I'm Deborah Bishop. The surveys monitored the frequency and distribution of resistance in key weed species to commonly used herbicides in cropping paddocks. And while resistance is increasing, plant numbers are remaining low, a nod to growers who are controlling their weed numbers. I spoke with Michelle Owen from ARI, Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative, who said that driving down that seed bank and knowing your resistance issues remain important steps to offer good control. The challenge is to use a wide range of integrated weed management options that help achieve herbicide sustainability and support productivity of cropping systems. So the resistance is coming from the random surveys that have been funded by GRDC. These surveys have been conducted probably over the last 20 years and run every five years. And we are just sort of monitoring resistance plus looking at what particular areas resistance is more common in and if we've got new herbicides coming into the market, how well are they controlling these species? Because WA is experiencing herbicide resistance. I mean, that is very clear. Is there an indication why that is happening? Particularly in WA, resistance first developed in the northern ag region, which is where we were seeing resistance, and it was predominantly continuous cropping areas. And then there was the move to no-till, so there was a reliance on herbicides for weed control, and just the continued selection pressure allowed resistance to develop. So, Michelle, are we seeing increased brome and barley in crop paddocks then? Yes, so in the survey we are seeing a little bit more brome and barley grass to previous years. So in WA it was around just under 50% of fields had had brome grass present and about 33% of fields had barley grass. Possibly part of this is that it does like the colder weather for germinating, so it might be germinating June, July after some of the earlier sowing has been done and then there's limited control options for controlling it in the crop. We are seeing a little bit of an increase in resistance to the sulfonuria herbicides in brome and barley grass, so it's not spreading as quickly as some of the other grass species. Partly it could be because they're self-pollinating so that then they don't spread their resistance genes to other plants around them like ryegrass, which is outcrossing. So that could slow down resistance spread. What other control options are available for growers in regard to brome, considering that increasing resistance? So we're seeing an increasing resistance to the SU herbicide, so the sulfonureas, but we're not seeing any major resistance to the IMI herbicides. IMI tolerant crops allow good control of brome grass at the moment. And then there's the new coaxin barley that's just been released that allows the use of a FOP in a barley crop and very low resistance to FOP herbicides in brome. So 
if there's a big brome problem, it could be a targeted approach to controlling brome using some of those herbicide options. Is there much variation of resistance? Are you seeing much variation of resistance around different cropping areas of WA, taking into account that historical data? Yes, so even in the early data, resistant wild radish was common in the northern ag region, but we weren't seeing much resistance anywhere else. But in the last survey, so in 2020, we're seeing radish more in the central ag region and in the southern regions, but resistance is also in those regions. So not only is the weed spread further south, but more resistance is becoming more common in southern regions as well. So how does resistance in WA compare nationally in that? So for wild radish, it was more predominant in WA. The other states had less of a problem with radish. So maybe we collected around 100 populations just under, but most of the other states was 10 to 15 populations. And they're mostly just seeing resistance to Clothophyrum, whereas in WA we're seeing a lot more resistance to the other herbicides like 2,4-D and Diphyphenicum. Michelle, though, what about other species nationally? So we also had brome barley grass, which was common in Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria and New South Wales. Resistance levels for brome were similar across all the states, all had resistance to the sulfonuria herbicides, but generally the other herbicides work quite well. South Australia and Victoria had a little bit more FOP and DIM resistance to WA. And then barley grass was similar across all states, possibly a little bit more barley grass in Western Australia that was collected in the survey and showing some resistance to the sulfonuria herbicides as well and some cross resistance to the IMIs. Are there any particular herbicides or species that are affected? Depending on the species, there's a different herbicides that can be used. So for radish, most of the herbicides being used as standalone have resistance, but brome and barley grass, we're not seeing developing widespread resistance to the other herbicides that are available. Herbicide resistance, it's a major problem nationally. It costs millions and millions and millions of dollars each year, time consuming and on the pocket. Are there other steps that this research is revealing or uncovering that growers might be able to take to help manage this situation generally? I guess the first step is probably knowing what your problem is, your resistance problem, what your weed species range is, which herbicides are providing control, reducing seed set and driving that weed seed bank down so that you're not having a big weed problem in the following years. Are there specific takeaways that from this particular project that you can offer growers and perhaps even the industry as well? So because these projects have been funded for a long time by GADC, we have data from 20 years ago, so we're just putting that together, but we have seen generally over time that resistance is still increasing, but generally plant numbers are still low in the field. So while lots of resistance is there, farmers are managing their weed seed bank and generally the density of the weeds in the paddock is less than one plant per square metre. So partly it's a numbers game, so the more weeds you have, the harder it is to control them. So clearly a lot of hard work's been done, but still hard work ahead of us. Yes, well, I guess we've just got to keep monitoring our paddocks and keep those weed seed numbers down so that we've got good weed control for following years. Michelle, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. You've been listening to Michelle Owen from ARI, Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative. More information can be found on the GIDC website. 
I'm Deborah Bishop, and thanks for listening.